Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Our friends over at Northern Unrest are running an open pre-order on a demonstration of Power Shirt. 100% of the profits are going towards Miles Livingstone Todd, who is recently in a serious car accident. So if you could please head over to shop.northernunrest.com and pick up a shirt while pre-orders are still available. I'm sure they would greatly appreciate it. Also, our friends over at Streets of Hate will be doing an alternate cover for the last remaining copies of the Seed of Pain slash Demonstration of Power Split that was released last year, and all the profits from that will be donated as well. So please, if you can, support a great cause for a brother in need. Also, From Within Records 2024 roster shirts are available until next Friday. So if you're interested, please head over to the From Within Records website and grab one while they're still available. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up X, go boot up Instagram and click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band or for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. Or if you want to get in contact with them, please email them, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. On today's episode, we had to track down our good friends, Avery and Casey. Avery plays in multiple bands, Cut Down and Never Again. Casey plays in Apex Predator. You might know him from his famous podcast. And I had a great time with him in Bogota. They were very fun, and after the fest, we had talked about doing a podcast, and I'm happy that we were able to get it done, because right now we're on like this. They're the first of a couple uh, guests that I'm going to have on to talk about Bogota. Here's a spoiler alert. Uh, this week, we actually have a band from Bogota, which I'm very excited about. Shout out Spit Out. I'm a huge fan of them. But it was awesome to have Avery and Casey on to talk about things that we did in Bogota and how their experience was and uh, how it's changed over the years. It was a really fun conversation and also some really great tidbits on upcoming news for their current bands. Shout out Never Again. Shout out Cut Down. Apex Predator, spoiler, coming down to Southern California very soon. And their new record rips. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Jesus Wept, please hit pause. Go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, whatever. Go listen to the new Apex Predator. Go stream Cut Down and Never Again. Two awesome bands from New Jersey. Had a great time talking to Avery and Casey. And I'm looking forward to having them back in the future. So please strap in. Enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Avery and Casey to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Avery and Casey. How's it going, guys? 
What's up? Hey, what's up? Long time no see. Uh, Bogota feels like ages ago, but um, I'm glad I was able to run into you guys down there. Yeah, man. Was, yeah, that was like exactly yeah. one month ago to the day, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's crazy. Cuckoo. It feels like it was um, more like two and a half months ago, though. Maybe even three. Yeah. So uh, that was um, my first time in Bogota. Uh, had you guys um, had experience down there before? Yeah, I yes. think me and Avery are both Bogota OGs. We're pros yeah. down there. You're, I think you're a little more OG than me, though, because what year did you go? 2017? Yeah, I was in Bogota. I went out, did a tour with Rob Brigade down in Bogota in 2017. Yeah. Uh, when people were still scared to go to Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went in 2021 just to hang out, and it was dope. And this time was even doper because all my friends were there. Yeah. Th- that's one thing I-, I got from a lot of people when I mentioned that I was going to Bogota there, they would always ask like, Oh, is it safe? Or are you going to be careful? And when I was down there, I didn't feel any more sense of danger than when I'm, you know, out in LA or, you know, anywhere out yeah, here. Straight but, up. Yeah. So I, I just want to let everybody know, like, Hey, uh, maybe it was way more dangerous in the past, but it's not that bad. This like, you know, like today. Yeah, it's like any city. Oh, yeah, There's places awesome. where where you could go and it's chill. Like where we all hung out most of the time, like the parts of the city we were in were are all relatively chill. And then there's parts of the city that are not super chill that you just don't go. Yeah, there's like the, wanna... favela, the favela up on the hill. Yeah. Go up there. No, don't do that. Very safe and sorry. Okay. And uh, you know when I didn't feel safe? When? Was when I was driving when I was driving a car out there. You know when I didn't feel safe? Scary. When I was driving the car? No, I didn't feel safe when, uh, when I was moshing to bulldoze because uh, oh, yeah, all the same. local, all the local HC pit warriors were trying to battle me in the pit, and I wasn't really trying to battle. <laughs> I wasn't ready for battle like that. <laughs> <laughs> So for Casey, for you, you've been going down there. You said since uh, 2017. Can you talk about you know how you've seen the scene change and grow over the years? Because you know 2017 that was that's a long time. Yeah, it was. It was it, that that's like six years ago now, which is absolutely crazy. Um, this was this last time was actually only my second time going out there. I haven't been able to go back since then, but. Their scene has always been super healthy and super like enthusiastic. Like our our big show in Bogota was like at the time the coolest show that I've ever played in my life and still is like hard to be rivaled. Uh just like so many kids that are so excited for hardcore and just like the especially straight edge hardcore because the like the relationship that their country has with with drugs, you know, like mm-hmm. people have a much more serious relationship with being straight edge out there because like their family members have been killed by drug cartel people in the past. Like that's real shit that people deal with out there. So they like have a different kind of passion for straight edge than we have out here. Uh, and then this year going back, it's like the same level of excitement, just more kids going just as hard, if not harder. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome that you see that love, right, for for a, a band like Gag, 
who has uh, traveled down there and you know those kids are still you know paying attention and still showing love to you guys after all these years and uh, there's yeah. not that many bands from the states that travel down there, so I, I, I think more bands should get down there and, and you know show that scene some love because I, I see the residuals because I, I see the bands that have toured down there based on seeing what merch people are wearing. I'm like, oh shit! Like, like I didn't realize, <laughs> uh, and I, sometimes I, I just even forgot that certain bands that had traveled down there, but just seeing kids like just repping it hard still to this day, and them like you know just showing so much love to every you know band from America that, that went down there for the fest and the pre-show. I, I thought it was so sick. Yeah. Trip rocks. Uh, there's a really cool scene out in uh, Medellin too. Did you go there Avery? No, I still haven't been hopefully uh, next year or something. I, I mean, we were supposed to it's, go and then that shit yeah, fell through. We but... to, yeah. They, there's this band called Grito. It's uh, mm-hmm. like, They've been a hardcore band in in Medellin for like it, in 2017 we played their 30th anniversary uh, oh, extravaganza, and it was this big ass fe- like probably like 600 to a thousand people sold out the venue for this Grito That's band, uh, yeah. and they were so thick. Uh, everybody was moshing like crazy the whole time, and but when they started their set, the biggest dude I've ever seen in my whole entire life walked through the crowd carrying a torch. It was just blazing and he's just kind of like <laughs> waving it and the, the crowd just kind of parted and he walked through the torch then got on stage and like planted it somewhere and just started going crazy. It was the hardest That's shit sick. I've ever seen. That's so sick. Yeah, I definitely want to. And then they I've... passed out. They passed Go out. Go ahead. Birthday, they cake passed out. birthday cake. Oh, so cake and <laughs> candles. Yeah. Yeah. There's candles and cake and everybody <laughs> shared the cake really nicely. Um, yeah, I I haven't really gotten to see much of the country besides Bogota and then um that little town that we hit up after the fest for that for like the hot spring shit. Definitely want to see some more parts of Colombia next time I'm there. Yeah, same here. I, I was um, like my expectations were like exceeded because I I figured I would have fun just because uh you know hanging out with uh, Jeff and Carl and getting to see some bands that I like. I, I figured okay like. It, that will be like you know fun but then just getting to meet like the locals and just getting to go around the the city i was like oh wow, this is actually pretty sick and just even the the fest the pre-show wasn't my favorite thing but the fest was was awesome yeah why'd you leave the pre-show <sighs> you know it was hard to escape the smokers right because i'm i'm upstairs in yeah, the, in the actual room out. where the show was and then mm-hmm. i remember i asked you i'm like hey what does that sign mean and you're like oh no smoking so i was like, I was like okay cool this is gonna be chill but then <laughs> one post like one person lights up and then all the other people start lighting up and i'm like that's Jeez. fine like normally it doesn't bother me but we're in like this kind of small that room small ass space yeah okay, yeah so then I, I go downstairs to where like the bathroom is and there's like a little like you know lobby area so i'm hanging out in there and it seemed like all the smokers followed me down there because then they started smoking in an even <laughs> smaller room and it was like 9 20 because i i looked at the set list it was like 9 20 i'm like okay cool cut down so let's play let me go up and, and you know watch cut down i go up and there's some other band setting up and i was like man i'm tired like i'm frustrated with all this smoke i'm just gonna get out of here so i, I just yeah did. i think i feel like they like changed the whole order of the of the show and then mudo played they opened the show and then they played right before gag which <laughs> Was yeah, they played twice. <laughs> yeah, Mudo's awesome. I lo- I'm so stoked that I got to see that band. I've been looking forward to seeing them forever because they've only outside of Colombia they've only played Canada and Europe. They never played the U.S. So 
it was sick to see them and then see them again because they played two sets for some reason <laughs> yeah no, they were sick yeah i was actually kind of bummed when jeff told me that they had played twice i was like damn i kind of wish i didn't leave yeah but can you talk about how the the pre-show was for you guys because very interesting like building I, I was like where are we like what else is in this building because we walked up like but like you know at least like five sets of stairs just to get to the room where the show mm-hmm. was happening yeah uh i uh Kind of like when I saw the, the show got announced and I saw the address, I went on like the Google street view of that address. It was because it wasn't even an address. It was just like a corner of two streets on the flyer. So I checked it out on the Google street view and I'm looking around. I'm like, where the hell? Like I see a gas station and then just like apartments and little Caesars. stores, little Caesars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where the hell is the show going to be? <laughs> like, what the heck? So then um, I texted Carlos. I'm like, is this where like I, I, I text him a pin. I'm like, is this? where the show's going to be. And he's like, yeah. So I was like, okay. So we just walked, it was close to the hotel. We walked down there and we just see like a bunch of punk rock dudes outside of an apartment building. We're like, all right, I guess this is where the show is. And then we just kind of walked up a bunch of flights of stairs, set up our shit. And, uh, the show was cool. Um, I guess started kind of slow attendance wise, you know, like I, which maybe that's why Moodle played twice. They open wasn't super packed, but then as the, sh- as the night went on, the room got, started to fill up and uh cut down set was awesome that was i was really nervous about uh like speaking in spanish to the audience in between the songs because i didn't want to you know obviously like i already speak spanish so that's a given but then it's like i just you know obviously like if it's your if english is your only language then what can you do but like something about being in someone else's country. I wanted to speak their language to them. I didn't want to like be like, Oh, well we're an American band. So you should understand what I'm saying now. Like, you know, I'll do my best to make sure you guys know what's going on. So I was, I was nervous about it though, but I, I think it went over well, especially like at the main show. I think since I already got the first time doing it at the pre-show over with kind of got rid of a lot of nerves about that. But it was just, you know, it was cool to just, everyone was super excited to see us and people were moshing and people were old school slam dancing and doing, and they were pogoing. Yeah, it was old and, yeah, it was cool. Like, we don't get that a lot at home. Like, sometimes we'll, we do, but like a lot of times, like, you know, we'll play like those pogo parts and stuff and people are still just kind of like hard swinging kickboxing and stuff which is cool but like you know we we wrote those parts because we want to see people pogoing and jumping up and down and stuff so it was cool to see that and then uh we closed with the the misfits cover and it was the it was fucking awesome and yeah casey you want to casey had to drop in a guitar for it which was epic um you want to talk about the gag set the gag set was epic. Uh, my clothes still smell like cigarettes that I was wearing that day, even though I've washed them a few times. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome, though. Uh, the dude who was working sound gave everybody, like, it was like his gear, I think, that we were all using. Yeah. Uh, amp wise. And he kept, like, you know, the classic thing where a sound guy tells you to turn your amp down. Uh, mm-hmm. it was like that times a thousand because he just kept coming up and turning the amp down for me, <laughs> and <laughs> I would like turn around and <clears throat> I'd turn around and turn it back up, 
and then he'd come over and turn it down again. And at, at one point, like during a tuning break or something, he was like, you can't hear the vocals. We have to turn this down. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. You win. It's your stuff anyways. I don't fucking yeah. care. Uh, but the kids were moshing like crazy. They were don't, they were going old school. They were definitely pumping. Yeah, it was old school. They were definitely jumping around. It fucking rocked. I'm Real punk like, rock shit. Same thing with gag. Like people, people hard mosh for gag all the time and i always think it's so funny <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah because it should be public yeah, and it should be like stage dives and stuff where people hard mosh for gag a lot uh and it's been like that for a few years now uh even like when gag played fya i remember people were moshing so fucking hard to some of the pogo parts which is sick it's sick it's just like like i don't know i think yeah. that stuff's cool it's just I like it. it's just nice to see you know the classic shit as well yeah yeah nice to see the old school shit uh i wore my j balvin jordan twos oh, uh, oh that's right a Colombian yeah. uh singer i yeah. remember and yeah. they got absolutely obliterated at the <laughs> pre-show they're just like busted now so mm-hmm. i i don't wear them often so i was glad to get them taken care of in Colombia. yeah and can you talk about what it's like to you know, be able to travel so far and even like internationally and get that kind of love uh, you know from people that you know might not even like fully understand like what's going on. Oh, that I feeling mean, for, straight up crazy. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like it's like we're. I'm uh, sorry. It's there's a bit of a delay for those at home. So, like you know, cut down and never again. They're newer bands, smaller bands. So the fact that like all we have out is a demo and a split, and we were able to do this is like crazy to me. Which and it's sick, and I'm super happy to do it. But also, it's kind of like wow, like it's uh, you guys are excited to see us. Like you know, there's, there's better, there's better, more established yeah. bands out there. But you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I remember the fr- like Bogota was the first place besides the U.S. or Canada that I played a show. Uh, and in 2017, like I may not had a couple of records out at that point, but the first show that we played in Bogota was like this little practice space area, um, like a secret show before the tour started. And then before the big Bogota show, and there were kids singing along to odd man out songs, which like, if you've listened to odd man out before, the lyrics are like straight up unintelligible. I don't know any odd man out lyrics, (laughs) but there was Colombian kids that like, don't speak English that were singing odd man out lyrics. Like at the, top of their lungs singing their hearts out and it was like i was in another country and just was like amazed so happy to see that yeah. it's like such a cool feeling and then like that going on that goes on in in like asia and stuff too like playing in indonesia like indonesia is the like hardcore scene wise indonesia is the Colombia of asia and it's just like the same level of excitement uh, like Jakarta, Indonesia, Bandung, Indonesia, just like hundreds of kids singing your band's lyrics that you don't even know the lyrics to. <laughs> it feels so cool. Yeah. Hey, I want to take a, a pause on the, uh, you know, Bogota talk, but I, I'm curious, how do you two know each other? Because, uh, you know, when I saw you guys in Columbia, obviously you guys are already friends. It seems like there's a lot of good chemistry, but I, I'm curious. I didn't even know you guys knew each other. You know, we didn't know we each other that like the same long. guy. Yeah, we just kind of realized we're on the same wavelength. We have the same haircut, same beard. Yeah. So it was pretty, uh, it was just you know, a little we, we kind of, right yeah, we kind of just 
and Casey's a little taller than me, but we kind of hit it off pretty quick. I, th- I guess the first time we met was at that fest in Detroit a couple months ago. Yes, that was. You were playing for Robert Gay and I was playing for Gag. Yeah. That was the first time we met. And I didn't yeah. realize that I had played shows at your house before. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, that was when I was, uh, oh, I was in Europe then, but, um, yeah, you did play in my house. I mean, I, I, I guess I knew of you because I knew your bands and I knew, like, I, I've seen g- Gag yeah. with you in it before, but, uh, that was the first time I was, like, formally introduced to you. And then, yeah, we played, then Apex and Cutdown played a show together in Jersey, like, two weeks later and we kicked it. Yeah, and that it fucking was kicked dope. ass. And then, yeah, we yeah. got to, What's the pizza place called? Mama Nona's? Pete Nelda's. Pete Nelda's. Pete Shout Nelda's. out. Pete Nelda's. Respect. New Jersey, St. Louis style pizza in New Jersey is so good. Yeah. It's St. Louis style, right? I mean, sure, I guess. I don't really know what that is. but That's what, that's what somebody <laughs> told me. Uh, yeah, I saved Avery's number in my phone for the first time when he came into my hotel room to practice the gag songs in Bogota. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all right. I'm like notoriously bad for not saving people's numbers. Like I'll go through like my text threads and I'm like trying to piece together like who's who, like looking for like keywords or yeah. events. But oh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I need to save it. everybody. I save everybody's number. I just need to know. I, 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 never, I, uh, when like I first started getting at, like, you know how like, you know, we're, us hardcore kids, we have our, our, our hardcore kid group chats where it's like 20 people from like all over the country and you don't know. Who they, like when I first started getting added to those sort of things, I was like, I need to, I, I saw it as like the Pokedex and Pokemon and I like needed to complete the Pokedex. I needed to save everybody's number. So, uh, that's kind of my attitude towards like, to say like, so, oh, I always save people's numbers instantly. Okay, Dude, yeah. I've been in group chats for years where I don't have numbers saved still to this day. No, that's like, that's psychotic. I need, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just need it. I, it's like an OCD. Like I just need to have everybody's name. And then it like the bonus is if I get a picture too. And I think I have a, I probably have a picture for you. Let me see. I have a picture yeah. for you. Yeah. Yours I'll, is, I'll uh, there could be, yours there is, there could be people that I'm like best friends with that I don't even know what their name is. Avery's is awesome. Oh shit! I might have just doxed you. Is this being is the is the video up? Yeah, the video's. I mean, you guys okay. can text me. You guys oh, can text no. me. I don't care. I mean, I don't think you, you see, see the it. number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours, yeah, you're like cooking something. I don't. Yeah, it looks like you you know what that is? Yeah, he just you cooked. know I be cooking. <laughs> oh, it's spam. Cook. That's spam. Spam. Okay. I was cooking spam. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's yours. Spam. You know how it is. You're a fat boy shit. Okay, and Let's, uh, shout out Tsunami, my boy Tsunami in the kitchen. So getting back to Bogota, <laughs> you guys stayed after the fest? Can you talk about how long you stayed after? Yeah, so we were supposed to play Dude, a show in Medellin with Gag. And uh, that show just like fell through. So we ended up just hanging out in Bogota for a couple of days, which totally fine with that because Bogota is awesome. Yeah. So the yeah, first thing the we cool did about, Go ahead. You it's basically it's basically free once you get there. Like the the American dollar is so strong in Bogota or in, mm. just in Colombia in general. So you can just kind of like it like normal like if you if you went out to like FYA or whatever and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to stay like an extra 3 days afterwards." You're going to spend a $1000 plus. But Straight in Bogota up. it's like, "Nope, 
we can stay for another week and spend 20 more dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess was that, I think the first day after the fest, we, we uh, did the hot springs thing, which was epic. Yeah. Rented a car, renting a car yeah. sucked, took, took forever to get the car. Yeah, but really once we bad. did, we, we rolled out to um, this town called Guasca and it was like an hour and a half North of, of the city. Just super like campesino vibes out in the, middle of the sticks and they have this like volcanic hot spring pool that they like turned into like an actual swimming pool but it's the water is sourced from this hot spring and the bottom of the pool is still like the mud so the water is just straight like poo color brown chocolate milk and like but you would touch the bottom and it was this warm mud and you would dig your feet into the mud and it would just get hotter and hotter the more you dug your feet in and it was sick, and we were the only Americans there, and everybody just stared at us the whole time, and it was awesome. But was it yeah, just you like two, chilling. or was it like a, a whole group of you guys? Yeah, it was like, what was it, uh, four of us, five of us? Yeah, I think five of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they were all chilling super hard in the hot springs, and but it's like a hot spring, but it had a water slide going into yeah. it. So, like, all these Colombians are just, like, chilling there, like, get like re- reducing stress having a nice time and then all the like these fucking insane americans show up and start <laughs> screaming and going off the water slide and just fucked up the vibe instantly <laughs> yeah well, and then this little kid started like he knew a little bit of english and then avery was talking to him in spanish and uh every time i'd go off the slide he would make some wisecrack about how much like how big the splash was because i'm so fat he was calling me the fat mermaid and he was calling me the tsunami <laughs> yeah so then everybody started calling him tsunami that's yeah. awesome yeah I, I would take advantage of that slide because you know like when's the next time you're going to be able to have that kind of experience yeah dude it was so sick it rocks and so also much. like if that yeah. if there was something like that in america there'd be like a lifeguard and they would whistle at you yeah. like, oh, you can't do this. Can't do that. I like told the people yeah. that worked there. I'm like, if this was in America, like we would, we would have been kicked out instantly because we were just like doing stupid yeah, shit. We were like slide, doing flips and yeah, we're riding each other down the slide. <laughs> yeah. And did you guys and, do anything uh, else in that town? That, there was this carnival. Yeah. There was this carnival in the town. Oh yeah. It yeah. was like, mm-hmm. like we got so we got some like, uh, some of the what's the the chicken soup called uh well we tried to get ahiako but they ran out of it so we got ahiako. some other we got some other oh, yeah, soup that's, it was like menudo but it was soup, called something else some, changua i think yeah it was yeah. bad yeah yeah and some carne asada that was bomb but then we yeah. went and checked out this carnival and this dude was running this ride that was like kind of you know the pirate ride that's like the pirate ship that goes up and down yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that, but not pirate themed. It was just this like green metal, like half circle that people were sitting in. And he had like a Honda Civic engine that was essentially on a stick. So it was like this like four cylinder engine that was attached to a wheel that he had a stick that he would just like push <laughs> up and down. And the wheel, when he pushed it up, it would like cause the the half circle to to like move and so it would like there'd be like a little bit of momentum going and then he'd push the like stick up again and make the engine like hit it a little more and eventually the thing started going all the way in a circle like full loop to loop mode and 
it would not have stopped. Like there was enough momentum that it probably could have gone for like a really long time until he started applying the brakes, which was the same principle as the engine, just like a stick on a, on a, uh, uh, a fulcrum that just had like a piece of rubber attached to it that he was using <laughs> as a brake and eventually stopped them from spinning. It was the most terrifying, like so amusement sketchy, park yeah. ride I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah I would have <laughs> stayed far away from that. <laughs> And then yeah. uh, at that restaurant that we ate at, that we got the bad soup, um, there were just like stray dogs walking around the restaurant. So like, we like you know they give you a pr- one great thing about Colombia is you'll spend like five bucks for dinner and they give you like a huge amount of food. So like you know I, I got all this food like I'm filling up, see all these dogs next to me, so I'm just feeding the dogs <laughs> like my scraps and shit. It was it was great. Yeah, that's one yeah, thing that I wasn't like. The, the one thing that I wasn't prepared for uh, was like the whole like money situation, right? Because I feel like I pulled out too much cash because I, I wasn't sure like how many places were gonna like accept card, but I honestly can't think of one place that I went to that didn't accept card. So I was like trying to find yeah. ways to just get rid of the cash that I had. Yeah, the only it's, place everything we really so cheap. Cash was like the street market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it it, it was we, crazy. We went to the like bootleg street market. Just dropping, like doing haggling like crazy. I got yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, I got this chainsaw man poncho. Oh, dude, so the sick. girl wanted. That is the sick. girl wanted like a hundred fifty thousand for it. I was like, I'll give you a hundred. Yeah, you you guys saw the uh, the the ponchos me and Vlad got right. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the, I so Vlad and I got I got a. Uh, Balenciaga poncho and Vlad got a Louis Vuitton um, poncho, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, 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 I got a good deal for it. I, I don't remember how much I paid in pesos, but I remember like doing the math, and it came out to like fifteen dollars each. With and it's like good, like yeah, I mean, it's like, designer, it's Balenciaga, and it's Louis Vuitton. Like you know, for fifteen bucks, it's pretty. Oh yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah, and that, and it would be illegal for them to sell fakes of it. So it's yeah, exactly. Real. Yeah, it's it was they definitely real. They, they can't do that. Yeah, I still have mine. I still wear it a lot. You know, I live in the Northeast, and this time of year it's pretty cold, so I I wear it. Vlad gave his to a homeless guy that stands outside of his job, not inside of his job because he's banned from the place Vlad works at. So he stands outside of Vlad's <laughs> job a lot, like every night, and talks to him, I guess. And so Vlad gave him the poncho for Christmas. And uh, I could send nice. maybe I could I could send you the video of the guy like dancing in the poncho later. But uh, you know that's what the holidays are all about. It's just you know making making someone's dream come true. And for this yeah. homeless guy's dream, I think it was to have a designer poncho. Or I'm keeping mine for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm keeping mine too. <laughs> Sorry, homeless people. Yeah, no poncho yeah, for you. Yeah. I don't need it, but I'm keeping it. I, I, I know yeah, you weren't yeah. there for this, but uh, Avery, can you talk about the uh, picture with the llama situation, how the guy tried to change the price yes. at the end? I will. I also really quick before we move on from the poncho talk, I saw Crown of Thorns the other day Okay. and Isaac oh, pulled awesome. up to the show. He pulls up to the show. All, his fits are always supreme, just legendary style with that man. He was wearing... A poncho, like a big ass poncho with um, the Virgin Mary on the back of it, like that covered the whole back of, of the poncho. It, it, it was so fresh. 
So shout out to that's cool. Isaac, and shout out to shout out to everybody that wears ponchos because you know that's that's I think yeah. that's where fashion's right. going is uh, ponchos in twenty twenty four. So um, for him wearing that too, especially since he's Jewish, and that's like yeah. I mean, he's half Puerto, he's half Puerto Rican. They're they're Catholic. Okay, Puerto yeah, yeah, yeah. But true. uh, true. um, the llama situation. Uh, so if you go, there's a like the downtown part of Bogota. There's a place called the Plaza Bolivar, which is like the it's like a big square, and that's where the cathedral is, and a bunch of like government buildings and stuff. And they have people walking around with llamas that you could take a picture with them. And uh, we had like that that day that we went down, it, we had like a huge squad with us. I guess, Casey, you weren't there. No, you weren't there because that was just hour, mere hours before we had our gag band practice in the hotel room. So, but it was like both all, everybody from my bands, Jamie was there, Jeff was there. And then we're like, uh, we, we linked up with, uh, like half of regulate and um, dirt from tsunami met up with us. So it was like a big, big squad. And um, everyone, once everyone gets together, I was like, all right, time for the llama pick. So I like, but I couldn't find the llama. I was like, where's the llama at? So I'm like walking around the, the square looking for the llama. And I go up to just like a random vendor who's like selling snacks. And I'm like, Hey, like, where's the llama? And he's like, Oh, I'm going to call. I'm going to call him. I was like, okay, thank. Like, so he calls up. The, he calls. He calls the llama guy, and he's like, oh, like he's like looking at me, like, wait, like yeah, he's coming. And I'm like, okay. So then uh, that guy pulled up with the llama, and I'm like, okay, like how much for a picture? And he said like however much. I'm like, okay, everybody, and like he sees that it's this huge group of people, and he's like, wait, all these people for the picture? That's got to be like ten pesos for each person, or well, it's ten ten thousand pesos for each person. I'm like. How about I give give you twenty thousand for the whole picture? And he's just like, okay. So, uh, <laughs> which is probably still like a ripoff, but whatever. You know, you only get a llama <laughs> picture of that caliber once. So he took the pick for us, and it was fucking sick. Twenty thousand pesos is like three dollars. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe but yeah, he, I mean, he was trying to get. He he said ten thousand for each person, which would have been like a hundred thousand pesos for a picture with a llama, which is crazy. But I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's the thing about Colombia is like if they know you're, uh, or maybe not, not Colombia, but like touristy areas in, in Colombia and I guess other parts of Latin America, like if they know that you're not from there, or you don't speak the language or you're just like a bewildered tourist, they will definitely try to rip you off as much as they can. So you got to be a little bit on your P's and Q's. But also everything's super cheap. So it's like them ripping you off might not even sound seem that crazy because like when – your yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> it still might be a deal for us. Yeah. And can you talk about your guys' experience at the fest? Because going into it, I, I wasn't sure. Because uh, I watched the videos from last year or 2022. And the just everything looked so much smaller on Jeff's video that I watched. So I was just kind of like, you know, just really curious on how it would be. But getting there, uh, like it seemed way bigger than what I saw on video. And just overall, just the, the, like the staff helping run the show and keeping everything, you know, seemingly on time. And I was just, uh, you know, blown away just by, by my experience. It's pretty legit. Carlos does a great job. He's crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I also was expecting the room to be smaller. 
I guess the angle of the videos from last year made it seem that way, but it was great. And then uh, to talk about the staff, I mean, specifically shout out to uh, Nico and, and his friend Mike, who were like stage managing. They were running that shit like the Navy. I sh- I said the same thing when we played. I, I said like, in, I don't know if it translates into Spanish to say someone's running that, like, like running this like the Navy, the way it does. Like, I don't think it hits the same way it does in English, but I still said it that way. Um, <laughs> Do they have a Navy? Uh, I mean, the word Navy exists. Armada means Navy yeah. in Spanish. I don't, I, I'm assuming Colombia has a Navy. They, they, uh, let's look it up. We could go, let's go Joe Rogan. Saw soldiers. Do some Googling mid podcast, yeah. Joe Rogan right. mode. Pull it up, Avery. Um, Jamie, look it up. Columbia <laughs> Navy. I did see soldiers. Yeah, they got a Navy. Uh, I mean, they have an ocean. They need a Navy. That's true. I guess Bolivia probably doesn't have a Navy. They don't. They don't have an ocean. Well, oh, yeah, they do, They have a Navy. Bolivia. Bo- Bolivia has a Navy, guys. That's crazy. But they, I don't. What they're do they, a land. What do they do? Yeah, so I don't know what they do. Let's see. Although Bolivia's been landlocked be like since big 1904. Uh, I mean, yeah, the river and lake force, it says. Yeah, because, I lake mean, they, part of Bolivia <laughs> part of Bolivia is, like, in the Amazon, and then part of Bolivia shares, like, a border with um, Lake Titicaca. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with nice. Lake Titicaca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, very familiar with Lake Titicaca. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where they put uh, the pee yeah. in the bunghole. I need pee for my bunghole. <laughs> yeah, they ran everything really well, and I like say, so yeah. Yes, I, they did. They ran everything yeah. very well. The fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great times. Casey, can you talk about how you uh, seemingly broke the stage at one point? Oh yeah, how did that happen? I was just like, was I just, I, who was playing? It was like Big Boy was playing. And I think I just got like stoked and jumped or started moshing. And the entire side of the stage is kind of like, there was a, like, the, you could hear the sound over the music. It was so loud, just like the <laughs> biggest crash ever. And yeah. I, like, I thought something had fallen off the ceiling. Like, I was like, we're all dying right now. I think, did I jump? What happened? I don't even remember. That was scary, though. That's not the first stage I've broken. <laughs> and it seemed like you had an unlimited um, like supply of water bottles to throw into the crowd. Oh, yeah. Me and Carlos were just digging them out everywhere we could find them. There are some that's that were classic. clearly people around us. Is, yeah, some like people were drinking out of them and were like, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to throw it. I need to throw this right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was wild, Water's hard to come by out there. Like the the bottled water doesn't hydrate you the same. It's like there's more minerals and stuff in it. And it just like the entire time we were out there, I was dehydrated, but I was drinking water constantly. Well, and then I guess also like the altitude makes so much of a difference too. Like I was so winded. Like after we played, I was super winded. Anytime I pitted, I, I got super winded. Anytime I like walked a couple blocks or like walked up a hill i was just like bro because it's Dude, so windy driving yeah i live at sea level and then it's like <laughs> you're winded drive yeah i mean i'm sure um but uh then, then you, 
you know, going from sea level all the way into the mountains. It's cr- I don't know why they decided to put a giant city all the way in the mountains, but. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I didn't even realize that, uh, that they were at like at such a crazy altitude. Cause that makes sense. Cause I, the, the first day that I was there, I thought I booked the same hotel as Jeff, but apparently I booked like the same company, yeah, but it was really. just at the like opposite end of the block. So I uh, had to leave the hotel to go find my hotel and I got lost and I was walking around and I just had my backpack with like my laptop and like cameras in it, nothing crazy. And I was so sweaty and so out of breath and like it, it didn't make sense. I, I was totally confused. But now that you guys are mentioning altitude, the, the, now it's all making sense. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. That's like, I, I think big, big boy played right like after us. So I was kind of chilling in the back during their set just because I like, I was so winded after like, I, cause I did cut down and then right after, after that, never again. So actually wait, I think I'm lying. I think dead heat played after us and then it was big boy. So even still an hour later, I was still fucked up and was just like, I need to chill and yeah it the altitude was definitely crazy mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm curious about you guys uh like uh, pricing on your guys's merch like how do you guys determine that for when you travel to other countries oh man that's difficult because like usually you can just do the conversion like you go to canada it's just like convert it and people are paying the price of like like they know they're that it's expensive for them but it's like Hoodie's going to be $75 in Canada, which feels crazy, but they're down. But then someplace like Bogota, like, and like the, it, it's something like 4000 to a dollar. So like to sell a t-shirt for $20 US, it would be like 85,000 pesos, which is so much money. Like it's, it's not much to us going out there and feeling like these rich Americans, but for like Colombians, working Colombian jobs for Colombian salaries. That's a lot of money. So you kind of like, you kind of just have to take a hit and be like, like basically charge costs or even less than people were just to like get them out and get them into the kid's hand and get them like, get people to have merch. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, Colombia is the only, I mean, besides Canada, it's the only country outside of the U S that I've, played in and when i played canada i was it was with robert gates i wasn't really worrying about how much they were selling merch for but so this was the first time i only time i've had to really think about this and uh i mean i was trying honestly it was like a little pricey to print our shit maybe because i just i did such a small run i only did 15 shirts for each band and then uh, the never again shirts had two different colors so maybe that was a factor but um i just like it started with just selling however much the other bands were selling it for. And then by the end of the night, it was just kind of like, all right, like how much you got, whatever you got, like, yeah, yeah. let's, let's make a deal. Uh, yeah. Take Cause it. I mean, yeah, I rather, yeah, I rather, and then body was standing next to me, just grabbing our shirts and, and, and throwing them <laughs> at people. So, um, yeah, some people got some shit for free for sure. But, uh, I mean, I was just more interested in just getting rid of them all, make it like having, like making it so that kids down there have our shit and can wear it and look, fresh yeah it fucking kicks ass that's a little life hack for like international tour uh like, like fest kind of things is if you're at a fest in colombia and you want to get a shirt 
just wait till the end of the show. You might not yeah. get the pick of the size you want, but there's a good chance the fans <laughs> are just going to start throwing them away. <laughs> literally, literally throwing them away. Yeah. yeah. Bring a net and just catch them. All right. Yes. Next year, Keep I'll just kind of hover around the merch tables towards the end and try to get some pre shit. Yeah. Just, yeah, just wait. <laughs> okay. It, it was harder pricing stuff like in Indonesia. Like, I don't remember what we were pricing out stuff out there, but uh, people were like, people were buying stuff, but then also people were straight up stealing shirts. <laughs> cool. <laughs> How? <laughs> How are they awesome. stealing shirts? <laughs> I don't know. They would they would be like, we got a guy who's gonna do merch for you, and then you come back, and it's like, okay, the money doesn't add up at all. There's so <laughs> many shirts missing, and not enough money at all. <laughs> He's got to kind of charge it to the game, move on, be like, all right, well, kids have shirts. That's cool. You uh, you ever <laughs> either of you guys ever watch um, it's that you know that band No Effects. Yeah. You, yeah, you guys know. Yes. No Effects, of Yes. But um, so they have like this documentary series where they toured like a bunch of crazy countries that before that no one was really like in, in like punk and hardcore. No one was really going to. And like they go to Indonesia and Colombia and Peru and China and like just a bunch of crazy countries. And just the whole time they're just getting ripped off, <laughs> like just constantly getting ripped off by promoters, Const- like shows getting canceled because and then the promoters walking away with all the money and or like this, th- like the exact same shit that you're describing. It's just, it's just, it's just brutally getting ripped off. Like the whole, the whole tour. Yeah. It's, it's pretty sick. It kicks ass though. It's really worth it to get ripped yeah. off a little bit. There was a show I mean, yeah. in, uh, somewhere in Indonesia where kids were selling bootleg odd men out shirts and we were like, yo, that's cool. But give us some. We, yeah. <laughs> I want, I want, yeah. You can sell yeah, those. Yeah. We don't care. But I want one. Yeah. And the dude was like, sorry, they're all pre-order only. Every <laughs> like, That doesn't matter. Give me one. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. I mean, like, we're not out here trying to make money, really. We're, we're not just, making money. We're yeah. trying not to lose money, I guess. But, you know, we still do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm curious about what you guys have going on w- with your bands. Uh, starting with you, Avery, cut down never again. Are you guys planning to put out any new music anytime soon? Yeah. So both bands are kind of we're we're gonna we played a lot in the past couple months, so we're kind of gonna put playing shows on the back burner a bit so we can finish the next releases for each band that we got working on. Like, well, never again. Uh, we're playing a show next week. I could tell you the exact date. Give me one second. But uh, we're playing in New Brunswick at that Mexican restaurant. Okay. Uh, That's where your house was. That's where I played at your house. Yeah, New Brunswick. Uh, wow. I got Okay, here's the flyer. Never again. Disjoin. Witness. Love and compassion at Cinco de Mayo, January thirteenth. So if you're listening to this before January 13th and you live near New Jersey or in New Jersey, you should come out because it's the last time you're going to see Never Again for probably a couple months. So, uh, yeah, like we got like a couple songs ready to go to somewhat degrees of completeness and just other ideas floating around with Never Again. I, I feel like we just got to – it's hard to, for us to get together. We're all busy. I mean, I'm not busy anymore. I have no job. but. The rest of the guys are pretty busy and uh, 
So we just got to, I feel like we got to get together a couple more times and really just get this, get it done, put it all together and then uh, record and everything. We like, we have a label. It's wanted to put it out on a seven inch forever. So mm-hmm. I feel bad that we're making them wait, but uh, hopefully it'll be done within the next couple months and then uh, cut down same thing, but like, Never again, I guess, is more of the priority of what needs to get done first because the label's waiting. But uh, cut down, we have some songs. We There's one new one that we've been playing. And then uh, I guess once the Never Again stuff is done, we'll grind a little harder to finish our shit. And then uh, once we have new records, we'll play some shows again, try to do some more like weekends and little runs, travel some more places. But uh, for now, yeah, we're both just kind of trying to finish writing stuff. <laughs> Okay, well, that's good. Definitely glad to hear that you guys are working on new stuff. Uh, what about uh, you over there, Casey? I know Apex Predator just put out that the new record, Jesus Wept, which is awesome. I got a, a bunch of kids out here always bugging me. They're like, hey, why, why don't you book Apex Predator down here? And I'm just like, I don't, I can't just book any band I want. Um, so if you guys ever, or whenever you guys make it back down to Southern California, please let me book you in Orange County. We're going to be, uh, so yeah, Apex Predator just put out a record on LDB and uh, Missing Corpse Records, uh, Jesus Wept. We're going to be touring on that in um, in March and April. Uh, we're doing a little record release weekend at the end of this month, uh, 26th in Seattle, 27th in Portland, and 28th in Spokane. Uh, very excited about the record. It, we recorded it like a year and a half ago and it's just finally coming out now that's just like the pains of putting out a record these days because vinyl takes so fucking long uh but yeah we're gonna be touring down to ldb fest and then touring back home from there so we'll be in the orange county area around there i think that the tour is like being booked now we're gonna be touring with witness chamber and uh charlie from ingrown is booking it all i believe so i think we're We'll be there. We'll be in Orange County. Uh, I know we have, um, I think that there's a midnight hour show being booked. That's awesome. And I don't know if that's Orange County or just like nearby. No, yeah. that, that's kind of far, um, but that's... but great venue, great venue. I'll, I'll travel out for that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, there might be another SoCal show. Uh, on my other band, Crawlspace, just put up, I think just pre-orders or like whatever for an LP, but I don't remember what it's called. I'm not super involved in the decisions for that band. Okay. <laughs> I'm this guy. I'm, I'm always, I'm always there and I'm always down. Uh, but it's like American punk, uh, like 87 kind of stuff. Uh, that's a really fun band to play in. It's co- that's coming out on iron lung records. Uh, it's something like you should kill yourself is the record title. Like uh, I just checked it. Cause there's two, positive. There's uh, two songs up I checked because I saw like the announcement and I was like, oh shit, maybe like the whole record's yeah. out. And it was just the two songs. And I was like, damn. But uh, I did check it out. What's it called? And I, I, I'm <laughs> going to tell you. Uh... <laughs> That's awesome. What's it called? It's awesome. <laughs> uh, My God, what have I done? That's right. My God, what have I done? Wow, I was so wrong. Because I used to kill yourself. <laughs> you shouldn't kill yourself. Please don't. Uh, well, that, that'll be the new cut down record. That's what it'll be what it's called. 
yeah, yeah. There's a lyric that's like yourself. paint the wall, and it's a picture of a gun or something like that. That's oh yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, All Man Out yeah. has we got a li- we're gonna be playing shows the same time as the uh, as Never Again's playing show on uh, the thirteenth, uh, fourteenth, and fifteenth with our friends in Juice. Oh, dude, we should uh, Vancouver. We should we should, we should go should on IG live. Watch each other yeah. while they're. Let's go on IG live, movie. even though you're yeah. gonna probably oh. play like three hours after us. It's okay. We'll be. It'll be like a long IG live session. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we could do some. We could do uh, TikTok live too. Yeah. Like yeah. Cut, well, that was like the whole premises of the cut down TikTok was I needed to grind to a thousand followers so I could go live. And, How's that uh, so yeah, I can there? go live now. Yeah, of course. Nice. nice. It took me like a month. You oh, kidding yeah. me? Me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get to that live status. Uh, Gag's got tours. Uh, dude, I'm going to be on tour a lot next year or this year. Uh, Apex is going to be on tour for almost all of March. And then uh, Gag leaves for a tour for like a full US. Um, that hasn't been announced yet. Uh, like three days after we get home from the Apex Predator tour. And that's going to be a month long tour. So we're going to be busy. Is that soon. show coming? To, I mean, is that tour going to the East coast? Yeah. 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 Cause it's I know there may or may not be a band from the East coast on that tour. So I figured. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So I'll mm-hmm. see you. I'll see you uh, then I guess. Yeah. Okay. The, the tour starts in Columbus and ends in Boston, so that's gonna be brutal for us starting and ending it. Yeah, but it'll be badass. Cool. Well, if you need a place to stay, and please, do you enjoy that tour live? Because I, I know it, it can be brutal to be away from home and you know constantly being around people. Oh, I love it. Uh, I like being at home too, and like playing. I just got the Xbox and. I'm having trouble with it because it takes so long to download games. But then when you're on tour, you don't have to worry about that. You just have your Nintendo <laughs> Switch and the games download fast on Nintendo Switch. So it's much, it's actually much better than being at home and playing on the Xbox, which takes much longer. <laughs> okay. I'm curious. Uh, also, I'm, go ahead. You know what? I'm the main driver too. So, uh, it actually gets so fucking exhausting to do a month on tour. <laughs> I drive so much on them. <laughs> and what are you playing on your Switch when you're on tour? Uh, I was playing Tigers Four a lot on the. Yeah, I have a game called Senran Kagura Peach Ball. That is, um, it's a pinball game, but Senran Kagura is like a, it's a nin, it's a girls ninja school, um, series of games, and it's mostly like beat 'em up. Uh, or like fighting games but there's one entry called peach ball which is a pinball game and the premise is that all of the ninja girls were going to a fighting game tournament at their local arcade and an evil witch came and turned them all into animals and by turning them into animals it they're like they're like they say they're literally animals like she's literally a dog <laughs> but she's in like a, a furry dog bikini and wearing dog ears and that's how she's a dog but the only way to turn them back into humans is by putting them on top of a magical pinball machine and shooting their boobs with pinballs until they fall down and you tickle them and they turn back into humans uh so i play that game and pokemon nice Uh, you play pokemon on the switch 
Yeah, Pokemon. I like Sword and Shield a lot Sword better and than Shield. Scarlet Violet. I didn't really like Scarlet Violet very much at all. Yeah, I uh, I'm a Pokemon head, oh, but I'm not Persona into, Five too. I'm not into like the newer games. I never really got into them. But uh, last year, I like downloaded a Game Boy emulator on my phone, and like I hit some Leaf Green, then I hit some Emerald. But on the emulator, nice. you can't get uh, an Emerald. Uh, you have to like go up the Sky Pillar to get to Rayquaza, but on the em- on the emulator, it's like physically impossible to get up the uh, the tower. So I just stopped there. It's just no broken. Rayquaza. Yeah, that's it's just like you need the actual uh, buttons to finesse it. Oh, dang, that sucks. Yeah, the new yeah. Pokemon games are super easy. I went back and played Emerald recently, and it's so fucking hard compared to like Sword and Shield or Scarlet and Violet. It's it's like you have to grind so much more. Yeah. And battles are actually difficult in the old ones. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about it's, maybe hitting like a, now. like a Nuzlocke. I never did that before. Yeah, I mean you like, I have a where, um yeah. I have a bunch of like my my brother set up my three DS to be like a a total emulator machine. So he put a couple of sick. like emerald randomizers on it. Pretty fun. Dude, I wish I want my favorite. My favorite game, Pokemon game, was uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So I wish I don't know. Maybe like I get. I'm sure there's a way to play it. Like I guess yeah. If you just like buy a Switch, you might need a. Yeah, you might need a 3ds to play it, but you can like you can emulate it pretty easily. That game itself is like 150 dollars now. Yeah, that game's so dope. Yeah, one hundred fifty dollars. I could probably I could probably have mine like my like the for the DS. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably sell that shit. I have mine in my. I gotta mine's find in it. my three DS right now. Expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, that that game. that game goes so hard because it's like the perfect battle. The thing I don't like about the newer Pokemon games is like I like the two D graphics, and I feel like that gen was like the last gen where like it was still pure two D, but it look it still looks really nice. So it's really, yeah, it's, really it's nice. my favorite style of graphics in that game. And then it's just classic. It's the first two d- generations of Pokemon. You hit the Johto region, yeah. which is epic. Lugia is my favorite you go, legendary Pokemon. And then you go Kanto. Yeah, then you go you, back to Kanto. God, it yeah. kicks ass. It's, it, so imagine sick. if they kept doing that with every new Pokemon game where like, Dude, he's gen, so you sick. Go back to second gen, first gen, fourth gen, and you also, go back to third, second, first, and then that way, the like, games it just would gets, be like Xbox game sizes, and it, <laughs> it gets like harder and harder every like every generation. Generation, yeah. like you go back. That's gonna like. There's just so much. There's, there's so much post game in in like Heart Gold and Soul Silver. It's beast. Ross. And uh, I'm curious about those figures on your your desk. Uh, I'm assuming you're like super into anime because you you talked about Chainsaw Man earlier. Yeah, kind of lifelong. Uh, sixth grade for me, so that would have been like uh, not even maybe like fourth or fifth grade. That's like I don't even know twenty five years ago. No, are you six in fourth grade? How old are you in fourth grade? Ten, uh, eight. Yeah. No, wait. Fourth eight? grade, you're you're. Nine, you're nine, you're nine or nine or ten. Nine. Okay, grade. so like 22 years ago, I started getting into anime. Found a Shonen Jump at the library, it had a picture of Goku on it. So it's like, I'm gonna look at this. Turns out it's comic books. I'm more into manga than anime. Uh, 
because you can like you can blast through it a little quicker. Okay. And I just I have an iPad that I only use for reading manga. That's that's what I really do on tour. Like I don't touch the switch as much as I touch the iPad because I'm pretty constantly reading manga. Like I can't I get car sick in the van. So I can't really rock it right like that. But um in bed, always got the iPad on. Always reading Chainsaw Man, uh Co uh Comey Can't Communicate, uh Darling in the Franks, Kakagurui, Quintessential Quintuplets, uh Spy Family. Chainsaw Man, uh, uh, My Dress of Darling. I like the like, uh, I like the corny stuff, you know, like the stuff that's kind of for girls, but also uh, kind of for boys because it's you see the boobs a lot. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you could um, recommend like maybe like a two or three manga that people should be reading that they probably aren't, what would they be? Thanks. So like Chainsaw Man is obviously one of like probably the most popular series right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, that manga cause series that he did before Chainsaw Man Fire Punch is a, like an absolute masterwork. It's so fucking good. It's heartbreaking in an insane way, but also super badass. Um, Kakagurui is my favorite uh, like modern manga. I have a tattoo of Yumiko on my on my arm over here. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's the like it's like a gambling high school. There's a Netflix anime of it, but the manga is a lot better. The art's really, really good in it. And I've I was always like a Yu-Gi-Oh kid growing up. And the original Yu-Gi-Oh is like uh it's not just that card game. Like the card game doesn't come in for a really long time. They're doing these death games. And I love death game anime and Kakagurui is kind of along those same lines, except they're not playing for life or death. They're, they're like teenagers that are playing for millions and billions of dollars, which is so fun every single time. Um, and Komi can't communicate. That'll be my third recommendation. That's a really like a really wholesome borders into romance uh, manga, but it's mostly about, a a girl who has a like communication disorder so she's like she's got really strong anxiety and basically autism but <laughs> he's like the prettiest girl in school so everybody's like they think she's just mean uh and it's kind of about this like this mentally disabled girl's journey to make people realize that she's actually chill and not a douche a great series it's really wholesome and it borders into romance stuff sometimes and that's great too that's awesome all right well, i'm gonna have to check check those out because i'm not familiar with any of those because i'm like fire fire punch is my highest recommendation especially fire with punch. the popular okay. chains on man right now it's yeah. so good yeah because i'm like i used to watch a lot of anime when i was younger but now i'm like way more casual about it so i'm always like trying to like get recommendations yeah. so i'll check those out yeah uh they're they'll probably never do an anime of fire punch because it's too like i don't know existentialist <laughs> it wouldn't really work for for anime audiences uh but yeah I mean, you can you can pirate the stuff super easily the books are kind of hard to track down but there's a bunch of like free manga websites you can pirate it on and uh, do you collect any like physical manga or you just keep it strictly to the ipad i've got a 
yeah, you can't see it from here, but I've got one, two, I've got like probably seven full bookcases full of manga. Like a couple of the like uh, IKEA four by four square things that are filled with manga, and then quite a few like standard size bookshelves filled with it too. Uh, you know, I've been collecting it for like twenty years. I have a lot, but the iPad's so much easier, and you can read it for free. Or like Shonen Jump app is three dollars a month, and you can get everything in their catalog. the The only restriction is you like you can only read a hundred chapters a day which is pretty easy to stay under mm-hmm. unless you're like on an airplane for 14 hours. Yeah. And it's like, also way easier to travel with too. Cause you don't have to carry a bunch of books oh, yeah. around. Yeah. You just have an iPad and then you have the entire knowledge of the internet at your fingertips. I broke my iPad recently though. So that kind of sucks. Rip. Okay. Yeah, rip. I dropped it off my uh, bedside table onto carpet, and the entire screen shattered into a million pieces. <laughs> On carpet? How how high was the table? Yeah, it was like like two feet, maybe. It's like the smallest drop ever, and I've dropped it like that a million times. It's been fine, and it that wasn't was even like I dropped it. Time. Like, yep, it just fell off while I was sleeping. I like bonked it with my pillow or something. Damn. Heartbreaking, tragic. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. You can, you can use your phone too. Okay, that's that's cool. Okay, and Avery, you're not. Are you into that kind of stuff or? Um, not really. I mean, in terms of like reading things, like mm-hmm. similar to mo- like I, I've you know I read a fair share of like graphic novels in my day, which I do enjoy because they have pictures and makes it a little less boring but uh not i never really got into manga i i did have like a pokemon manga when i was a kid that i read but i don't couldn't tell you anything about it and then uh as far as like anime stuff the only things i really fuck with is like the studio ghibli movies which i think are all like all that stuff's amazing and then they i just saw the new one the the boy and the heron that just came out it was sick so yeah. So good. I watched it. I watched it in English, and even had a great time. I always watch them in English because I'm I'm a fake fan. I'm a fake otaku. But well, even even Ghibli stuff like uh, Miyazaki has interviews where he's like, "Don't watch subtitled versions of it. You're stupid for doing that. Watch it in English <laughs> if you speak English. Well, look yeah, at the yeah. art. Don't look at the words. Listen to the voice performances. And they I mean, did a the, really good job with. Like, they did a great job. Yeah, the cast they is cast like for him. Yeah, it's great. Dude, Robert um, Pattinson and Willem Dafoe playing the, the yeah. Aaron guy. So sick. Sick. Um, but yeah, I love all those movies. And, uh, but that, yeah, that's about it when it comes to like anime kind of stuff. Honestly, I'm not like huge in saying that. I was a huge, uh, or I still am, like a big fan of that show Avatar The Last Airbender, which is like anime adjacent, I guess stylistically very influenced by anime. Honestly, and actually, you know what? No, it's crazy. Like going back and like now, like getting into all the Ghibli stuff, you see how much they pull from uh, all those movies too. Like, um, like the way to design the animals and and like everything's, you see a lot that they, they they were definitely very influenced by uh, Miyazaki. 
Okay. Well, we're still pretty early here in 2024. Uh, do you guys have any, you know, expectations for, for hardcore or, or any bands you, you want to see or any records you're looking forward to? Um, I, I, I have a feeling in my bones that this is the year of regular hardcore. What does that it mean? seems like yeah. there's been a bubbling of uh, enthusiasm for, for regular hardcore in the past year. I think it's going to just pop this year. Uh, I'm excited for the Collateral 7. I believe it's a 7-inch they have coming out soon. Mm -hmm. That band is really good. Uh, hardcore band from South Florida. Uh, I did like kind of make... Like, I did a, such a shitty job last year keeping up with new music, both hardcore and regular music. Uh, so I really want to this year do a better job of like keeping up with new releases. So if there's stuff that I'm not even aware of, that's going to come out that you guys know about, please let me know that I, so I could uh, be on the lookout for it. But from the top, off the top of my head, collateral is going to put out something this year. So I'm excited about that, that crawl space LP. Once the whole thing comes out, uh, I'll be looking forward to hearing that. Um, that's all I could think of. So yeah, I guess I'll pass the baton to Casey. Uh, there's some really cool new bands in the Northwest right now that are like getting started. Uh, last year, Adipose here. All the all the new bands from the Northwest have the most insane names. There's words I've never heard before or words that I don't believe are real. Uh, but <laughs> the homies have this band called Adipose here that uh, they just did a demo last year and I know they've been working on new stuff and I think that when it drops, it's going to go crazy. It's like super dark, like uh, drop tuned hardcore kind of. I don't know about drop tuned, but like, you know, demonic fucking scary hardcore. It's not yeah. regular hardcore, but it's hardcore. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for them to, to get going. Uh, and like, hopefully they'll tour. Hopefully they'll uh, get like more than the demo going, get a record out. Uh whatever label gets to pick them up is going to be lucky. Uh, there's another band, Skelm, from our area, which is another mm -hmm. word that doesn't make yeah. sense to me. It's not a real uh, word. I don't think it's a real word. <laughs> 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 they're like, they're on, they're on that like hardcore guys playing death metal tip, you know? Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's hard as shit. Yeah, it's really good. Um, basically, the Northwest has been, like I was the youngest person at shows in the Northwest for the longest time. And now there's finally kids showing up and loving hardcore and going super hard uh, and starting bands. Uh, so I think the Northwest is going to be doing something finally for the first time in like since the early 2000s. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a fan of your guys' scene up there, so it's always cool to see you know bands popping up. But it's always, but it's really cool to hear that you're talking about younger kids popping up and you know being enthusiastic and starting new bands. I, I think that's really good for a scene, and obviously, will you know hopefully give it more life. So that that's really cool to hear from you. What are you looking yeah, forward to this year? Uh, music yeah. like releases wise. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm really stoked on Collateral. Uh, shout out Sid, former guest of the podcast. L looking forward to, to them. Um, 
I want to hear uh, more Field of Flames. I hope they do more stuff okay. this year. That's that, yeah. that's a band that I'm just a, cool. a huge fan of. Um, and then just uh, Ozzy, uh, the, the, you know, Collateral. They're on that like Fortress Records. I feel like that label is pretty awesome, and they're doing. Oh yeah, they um, there was just like a band from Texas. It's the limit. Yeah, that they just dropped their demo. I checked that mm-hmm. out. That was fucking sick. Yeah. So shout out Fortress Records. Yeah, shout out Fortress. And then uh, Casey, uh, isn't that band on, but Extermination Squad from your area? Aren't they from up there? Elimination Squad. Oh, uh, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. El- Elimin- I, I got to fuck that up. Yeah, El- 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 Elimination Squad. Uh, yeah. But what's up They're with them? Awesome. They just put their first show. Uh, that is, so Zach, who does just another gig, he sings mm-hmm. in that band. He used to think in a band called Oblivion back in the day that was like, on the like uh disembodied kind of tip way before anybody else really was um and then elimination squad is uh landon who is the same as avery in gag uh bass player sometimes a lot of the time uh he wrote the record it's like fast hardcore short short songs uh that like sort of area of hardcore where I'm not sure if you're supposed to call it power violence or grind or just like fast hardcore, you know? <laughs> but it's hard as fuck. Uh, they're on, they, they're on the same label as us right now. Uh, Missing corpse records, which is Joey from apex and gag. Uh, he just started a label earlier last year and is trying to put on for bands for the Northwest. Cause like for the longest time, like it's so hard to get anybody to take us seriously up there. So we kind of gave up on like pursuing labels and being like, Hey, will you guys put out records for us? And just being like, Nope, we just have to do it for ourselves. So Joey's been working on that. And uh, elimination squad, I think was the first tape that he put out. It's good. It's really good. I hope that they do another uh, release this year. Same here. I just pulled the band camp up. I will check it out. Yeah. And it's crazy because it goes hard. You guys have uh, just another gig, right? Jag. And it, it, it's mm-hmm. crazy and cool to see, like with every installment, it seems like it's getting bigger and bigger, uh, you know, which is awesome, yeah. right? Because uh, obviously everybody knows, um, you know, Rainfest was an awesome thing that used to happen up there and um, you know, that stuff happening. But for just another gig to pop up and for it to be, you know, going you know, pretty consistently for the past couple of years and to see it, you know, like I said, with every in- like installation, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. I, I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, if it, it kicks ass, Rainfest was like, you know, Rainfest was a really big fest that we had here for a really long time, uh, and they stopped doing it both because it was so much work, but also because we got to a point in our scene up here where people weren't going to regular shows, and they were just like, "Oh, well, I'll see this band at Rainfest." You know, like Rainfest will happen, and I'll go to that, and so like. There's a point up in the Northwest where we'd play a show and like 30 people would show up and we'd be like, that's awesome. That's the best show of the whole year. 30 people were here. That's so good. But now, uh, like just last night, Apex Predator played a show uh, with Broken Vow and Hate Still Burns. And we sold out like a, like we oversold a like 150 cap venue. Uh, And so that's super exciting. But then Jag jag was supposed to be or and it still is it's like it's it's basically a fest but the whole idea of it was to like kind of counter the like 
oh, well, everybody just goes to the fest every year in our area. But instead, it's just like, no, it's just another gig. Like, we're just like, it's a big gig. Come to it. And now, like, people, like, gag sells out right away. And then every show that we have also sells out up here now. So, like, there's, we don't have that, like, people only going to the fest problem anymore. So now Jag is getting bigger and bigger each time. And it's like pretty soon, I feel like it's going to be bigger than Rainfest ever was. Uh, so, so. And then it'll just be huge. It rocks. Yeah. No, I'm looking that, forward to being there. That's awesome. I, I always, yeah, you're coming. Yeah. Avery's coming. Avery's coming to Jag. This is the official announcement. There uh, it is. You're committed. Now, like everybody, you know, get, get ready. I'm going to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Get your uh, pictures uh, ready. Playing, I'll sign them. I'm playing, I'm playing four sets at Jag this year. It's going to be a lot. That I'm is insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm in that's playing too, even though we weren't on the flyer. Wow. That's that's cool. I I always uh, you know think like you know when because you know full U.S. tours aren't really that common. People like to do more like regional stuff. I always express like, hey, when you come to the West Coast, start in the Pacific Northwest, work your way down California, end in Arizona or Las Vegas. Shout out Black Path, uh, something like that, because I, I feel like you, yeah. you get to experience so many awesome scenes on that route. So, yeah, I, I understand why bands have a hard time making it up to the Northwest, because unless you do fly out and start your tour in Seattle or Vancouver, it's like it's Seattle, then Portland, and then maybe Eugene. Uh, and then it's fucking 12 hours to get to to the Bay, you know, mm-hmm. I understand it's a brutal drive, but it's straight up worth it. It's like. We have to do it all the time to get to any other scene outside of the Northwest. Uh, it's not that bad. It's fun. Come to the Northwest. Yes. Hit up the Northwest. That's awesome. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed that Hastel Burns is dropping off that run with Broken Vow by the time Broken Vow gets to Southern California because I, I love Hastel Burns. I got to catch them at some point. Yeah, they were cool. They, they flew out to start the tour with Broken Vow up there, I thought, and they're, and they're not continuing. No, they're only they're only doing like the first like four or five dates, and then uh, I think they just go yeah. home. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's so like I, I'm so confused because I was like, why? Because they come from far, so I'm like, why don't they just do the whole run? But I'm not sure. Yeah. Huh. Well, Broken Dude, Broken Vow was fucking awesome. They they got like they drove straight from Minneapolis to Seattle, and. Jesus. We, we were getting voice messages. Yeah, we were getting voice messages from them that were like, "We're we're we might make, not make it to the show because we, we like our van got like buried in snow and we had to hike down a mountain to find somebody to <laughs> dig us out of it." <laughs> they made it to the show like like two hours before they were supposed to play. It was crazy. It's a twenty-four hour drive. <laughs> like if you just go straight, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh and they gosh. got like dug into some snow somewhere. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to them for that. Respect. Yeah. Respect right. for for doing it, for making it. And the show was awesome. It was worth it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I'm saw sure the clips of your it. your guys' set. It was looked cool. I lost my chain. I took my shirt off. <gasps> my chain I did I saw it. I I saw you just take your shirt off, which was sexy. 
yeah, I'm tatted on my chest now, so I I can do it, you know. Yeah, I got tatted too, but then like I took a couple showers and it it went away. So I don't know. Yeah, I might have to get my money yeah, back. Wore from, off. Uh, That's yeah, <laughs> I'm just built different. Yeah, from classic love tattoo, they ripped you off. Yeah, don't go to classic love tattoo. They'll tattoo you with sharpie, and then <laughs> your tattoo will go away. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. They rip the, these. You know, you, if you're a tourist in another country, you're at risk of getting ripped off big time. Yeah, they'll give you they'll give you a sharpie tattoo, and they'll let they'll let some white guy do it. Yeah, he wasn't even a real Colombian; he was a fake Colombian from uh, from Federal Way. But you you did it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did both. Uh, I just blacked out from the pain of the needle, so I don't remember. Yeah. Well, I'm addicted to the pain of the needle. I love that shit. I'm addicted to it. Tats. Yeah, I, I I did see that that like video on Instagram of the guy who got his forehead tattooed, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, dude, that was yeah. so funny. He, that, that's uh, that's our <laughs> our boy Rob. He he pulls up to the shop. Everyone's getting the matching tattoo, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get it on my forehead." I'm like, "Ha you're so funny." He's like, "No, I'm gonna get it on my forehead." I'm like, "Okay," and then he got it on his forehead. Dude. absolute madman yeah he like he like showed up late too he was like out doing other stuff and came he didn't even know everybody was getting the same tattoo he just like showed up it was like oh cool you guys are getting a tattoo i'll get it too on my forehead in old english font <laughs> Dude, he's a madman he's like the he's the the og homie from the northwest just like the definition of a punk rocker he fucking kicks ass yeah he's sick he filled it in with a big ass grim reaper on the top of his head too mm-hmm. just de- dedication to never being a normal guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't yeah he, that's well i i don't know if i'll ever get my forehead tattooed or even like my head tattooed <laughs> no yeah fuck no <laughs> <laughs> okay. maybe that'll be my first tattoo is a forehead you don't have any tattoos yeah get a nope. third eye yeah, third time. That's wild. I, I yeah, didn't realize. I, I, I just think he did. From Rob Man out? I haven't, but I, you guys have talked about him a lot. Is this? Does he not have tattoos? He's also dedicated to having no tattoos. Yeah, you and him are very similar. Cool. Well, hopefully we can get naked in front of each other when we're in when I'm in Seattle, and we could prove that neither of us have tattoos. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, dude, that's weird. I'm not gonna believe it till I see it. <laughs> Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. Um, if I'm being honest, I wasn't sure how serious you guys were when we talked after the fest about doing this. So I'm actually happy that you guys were were down and we got it done. Yeah, dude, we're I'm down for whatever. Serious. Yeah, we're yeah. very serious people, as you can tell. I record like two podcasts a week most weeks, so just having a third one is no big deal. For sure. Yeah, I record like four podcasts a week, so having a fifth one is well, kind of chill. Well, I actually, you know, I do, I actually do more. I do that. I actually do. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, uh, before <laughs> we sign off, gear, I, I usually have GearBuzz broken. Wait, say that again? Yeah. I usually have nice gear, but it's broken. Okay. 
There it is. The mic. Um, I don't know where the focus right is, but it's broken. Okay. But before we go, is there anything else you guys would like to say? Uh, yeah, I do. I actually do have another podcast. It's called Every Movie is Good. If it, we just got a new host. His name is Mateo Burkett. We're a three-piece now. Nice. Uh, breathing a little new life, a little new blood into the into the uh, the vibe of the show. It's really fun. We uh, we're a movie podcast. We give every movie a ten out of ten, no matter what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're we're loosening up loosening up the format these days, so so uh, it's fun to listen to. And uh, yeah, Apex Predator just put out a new record, and so did Crawl Space. Um, hardcore lives. Hardcore reality. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Avery. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back soon.